0: Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast and become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation and check out recent shows featuring guests sharing stories about growing up in a haunted house that was possessed by an evil presence, a nightmarish encounter with a UFO in the dead of night, and the financial horror stories from those who won the lottery and lived to regret it. Head on over to coast2coastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to hear these programs and many more truly thought-provoking shows from coast to coast.
1: Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM
0: on iHeartRadio. So let's talk about witchcraft. First of all, would you say that you are a practicing witch? Yes. Yes, I
1: would. Okay. I, that's my profession. I do it for my whole job,
0: yeah. What is a witch to you?
1: It's a, that's. For me, I can answer it for me, but it's one of those words where a lot of people have their own definitions. Yeah, yeah, right? To me, uh, I like to go with the original meaning of the word, which was one who knows or wise one. And to me, I'm kind of like a nerd who just wants to understand and know stuff. So a witch is kind of someone who has an irascible tendency to try to almost obsessive-compulsively figure things out and know about what the world is, what themselves are, what other people are. So it's really one who wants to accumulate wisdom and knowledge.
0: Maja, why do so many witches have bad reputations when they're really not bad people at all, but people just tend to think that the minute you hear the word witch, You think of the evil person from The Wizard of Oz.
1: (laughs) It's a hugely stigmatized word in one of the few religions that, you know, some of the practices of witchcraft, like divination, are still illegal in some places in the United States. Even though, of course, there's supposed to be freedom of religion, you can get arrested for practicing some of the practices in some places, but I'm not talking about you know, terrible things like animal sacrifice. I'm just talking about straight up, you know, some of the divination practices. So it has accumulated this huge stigma. I feel like the reason of the negativity was because of the Christian religion that killed all of the pagans. This was during, uh, you know, ancient Rome Mm -hmm. and in Egypt and Alexandria, when the Calvin Church began, there was Emperor Theodosius, and he ordered that all the pagans be murdered. So, like, millions and millions of pagans who practiced witchcraft or paganism or nature worship, if they, if they did any of that openly, they were killed. And so that kind of practice spread all over Europe, just killing all the pagans as a way for Christianity to just dominate everything, and that really did happen. And then by the time around 300 AD rolled around, they didn't even have anyone left that you know knew the hieroglyphic language. They had burned so many books; they had just like completely eradicated it. So I think the common modern stigma of witches is left over from that you know kind of witch Holocaust that happened. So people still have this taboo stigma around it
0: and with with this stigma of course it carried through to uh, the united states salem massachusetts the, you know burning yep. witches at the stake it never stopped did it
1: it did not and ironically you know most of the the folks who were against witches their own values and moral systems were to try to not judge other people <laughs> certainly not to assume that some other human is evil. So there's a lot of irony in people who judge witches as evil, because of course, most of it just becomes scapegoating, right? So a lot of the hatred for witches is hypocritical scapegoating, which we see a lot of going around in different forms, but the witches still get an awful lot of the scapegoat behavior.
0: I think so, too. Now, when you talk about
1: magic, to
0: you, what is magic?
1: For me personally, I I think magic is talked about and dealt with in all major religions, and it's evident in the world. And a lot of people say magic isn't real, but I advise everyone who thinks that to just go ahead and try it. (laughs) You can do quick experiments that are really easy, just using concentration techniques. And for me, I feel like magic is perception-based. So I like to describe it like how a rainbow gets revealed when sunlight shines on the water in a certain way. You can see all these colors that you couldn't see before just under regular circumstances. So I feel like most witches or magicians or people who practice these techniques, shamans included, It changes your perception, so you can see things differently, and that's what I think is kind of magic. You'll notice things, these kind of subtle things that maybe other people aren't quite aware of or perceiving, kind of like when you see that rainbow come out of nowhere.
0: Have you uh, cast spells on people? I doubt if you put curses on people.
1: (laughs) I do not. My... My particular practice—I don't um, do any of those vengeance things. I'm more of a healer and empowerment type of witch. I focus on fixing things rather than breaking (laughs) things. Good, good, but but a
0: spell is a good thing, isn't it?
1: Yes, exactly. And we all use spells all the time with our language. Spells involve, you know, spelling and the language and words that we use, even our thoughts that we have towards each other. You know, and, and other people, most people put curses on people all the time. They're not even aware that they're doing it. Um, and most of it is because of emotions, right? So people will take something personally and they'll have a certain emotion about it. And then they're going to get a kind of vendetta or emotional reaction to the other person. And this is going to feed a concentration Of hate to the other person that they're gonna kind of shoot at them like a projectile
0: and if they do what happens
1: well I think in my experience we affect each other as humans I mean you know there's a lot of ways you can learn how to not get so affected and this is like an art form right that's when you become kind of like a cowboy or the front right where you can just shake it off right and and one of my teachers, um, Dr. Calvin DeWolf, he's a, a Native American, and he teaches to learn how to be what he calls impeccable. So that when you become impeccable, you can't get like pecked by people. So when people bother you, you don't really let it get under your skin. But a lot of people, like you know, if someone even talks trash on you on the internet, it really affects you, and you your mind kind of dwells on it and you don't like that that person did that. And then you can really get sick. So a lot of people, it depends on kind of how much you get affected by trolls, you know, and trolling. I'm sure, you know, you as a, as a public figure, it's kind of hard to avoid never getting trolled when you get certain levels of exposure. So you kind of have to learn to thicken your skin. But some individuals, if they're prone to influence, they can easily get hurt if people kind of focus negative energy on them.
0: Well you, you, you learn how to thicken your skin because a lot yeah. of them are hiding behind false names, phony emails and what have oh, you. It's all
1: well, garbage, yeah, totally. And you but sometimes, you know, people don't know these things and they we don't learn these things. Unless well, you get bullied, you know, in school and you kind of get confronted with it. So a lot of folks I think kind of lack that ability to brush things off or believe in themselves or have enough uh, Self confidence, where those those things don't affect them, but is some it, people is, it really takes them down.
0: There's a lot of hate out there, Masha. A lot of hate.
1: Yeah. It's so bad. It's, you know, like in the last few years, it's really everyone's so polarized, and there's so many projectiles being shot at everyone. It's out of control. I have a, I have nonstop work. I'll tell you what.